Hello and welcome to the Uncapped Podcast, brought to you by Roast House Pub, one of Frederick's finest craft beer and culinary destinations, where great people come to drink amazing beer. Visit them to track their taps and menu at roasthousepub.com, or download the digital pour app to track what's on tap. This is episode 102, and I'm your host, Chris Sands. This being the third attempt at trying to start this episode, we may actually get it to work this time. Um, so far, so good. We've made it the furthest time, furthest amount of time yet. Uh, this week, we're going to talk about the Hops and Harvest Festival and the Maryland Brewery Tours with uh, Brad Murphy and Chad, I didn't even add, DMR, Moore? <laughs> DMR? Yeah, yeah. You start adding in like added punctuation and last names. I'm never quite yeah. sure. And I screw it up every week anyway. So, <laughs> so gentlemen, um, first let me uh, – the name of the company is Covesco. Um, what do each of you gentlemen do for Covesco? Uh, so I'm the founder of Covesco. I uh, started about three years ago. Um, and I wear all the hats. <laughs> <laughs> um, do – Everything from mopping the floors to Chad. the graphic design for to, people who are just yeah, listening to, um, to all the all the fun stuff. Yeah, so I do, I do a little bit of everything. So what all the, is there additional things that Cofesco do, does other than the the brewery tours and the hops and harvest mm-hmm. festival? Yep. What, yeah. what else do you do? Uh, so outside of those two things, uh, we also have a client portfolio. Uh, so we manage and produce events and okay. venues for, for other folks as well. Which is one of my full-time or more full-time things for Cofesco is actually managing all the events that go through Symphony Woods at Meriwether Park. Okay, awesome. So it's it, – and it's only semi-recently you've gotten into – craft beer right the, the craft beer festivals and tours, yeah so like we started off uh with a hops and harvest festival um three years ago and that was really focused around craft beer year one we've since opened it up to include maryland wine and maryland spirits but that's where that's kind of what the impetus for starting cofesco was was to do a craft beer festival okay so when um when you decided to to do that was it just a market segment that you saw and it was like, hey, there's a hole in this segment I could fill? Or have you always been like passionate about craft beer and you wanted some way to... So that's part of it for sure. Um, so I've done event production on the side for about 11, 12 years now. And I was looking to go out on my own and always wanted to start my own business. And I know event production well. And I helped start a couple of beer festivals and festivals down in D.C., which is where my background mostly is, is in the D.C. market. Um, I'm from Columbia. I moved back to Columbia a couple years ago, bought a house, and looked around and said, there's nobody really doing this here. Uh, There's a ton of development happening in Columbia just as far as uh, infrastructure and a big push to revitalize downtown. And so it was really easy to connect those dots. So that's kind of where it all came from. Definitely love craft beer, always have. Um, you know, being a part of it with the other events. It just is, honestly, as a consumer and as a patron of tap rooms, I just love the vibe. I love the people. One of the things I love about craft beer in particular is that it the the brewers and the people who start breweries are just Good all people. super <laughs> cool people. And you can really see and feel their passion in their tap rooms and in their product. And it's just it's just a cool vibe. Yeah, the whole there's thing, definitely a certain um 
personality that 100% fits in. Well, maybe not 100. There's definitely outliers. But <laughs> sure. for, for the vast majority of people who open a brewery are of a very similar personality. Yeah. And, and talking with uh, a lot of them the first year we threw Hops and Harvest was what kind of was the impetus for the Maryland Brewery Tours because we kept hearing that there's no real cohesive way to get from one to another to another and, and do it safely. And so we kind of rolled that ball and threw it out there and started selling them out within a couple months actually in, nice. in Howard County, which was really fantastic. Yeah. So the was the first year of Hops and Harvest Festival, was that only craft beer or did you have all three it industries for the first year also? Like probably 85 or 90% craft beer. Okay. And then I think there was one or two distilleries and one or two wineries. Yeah. Um, but it was very heavily weighted towards craft beer. Last year was much closer to an even mix, though, right? It or, was. I mean, there still, was maybe still more breweries. Still more breweries. But then there were probably, and then okay. the other percentage was split between wineries and distilleries. Okay. This year we have a really good representation of distilleries as well. Mm-hmm. Um, we still have a ton of breweries, obviously, but um, it's. I think our roster right now is at thirty uh, different Maryland craft or artisan beverage producers. Um, so it's, it should be a good showing for sure. Well, yeah, I know last year you definitely had some of the best there because mm-hmm. there was uh, the three off the top of my head I remember going to were McClintock, 10th Ward, Lion. Mm-hmm. I feel like, and I feel horrible because I know there was other ones that I really liked that were there. But Yeah, there were a couple more. Gray Wolf was there. Mm-hmm. Yes. That, um, yeah, they were, they were really good. Yeah. Um, yeah, there was a bunch of them. So let's talk a little bit more about the festival and what, um, when is it this year? September 29th. And where is it? It's in Columbia, Maryland at the lakefront. Uh, so it's kind of right between Clyde's and Whole Foods. Very it, close to the mall right off of Little Patuxent Parkway. Yeah. Easy to get to off of 70 and 29. And one of the best features of the location is that it's within walking distance of a hotel. Absolutely. Absolutely. And the Sheridan has been gracious enough to give us a uh, discounted room rate. Uh, the link's up on the website. Uh, you can find it on social too. So if you're coming in from out of town, if you're looking for a place to continue the party, uh, this Sheridan has been an awesome host. That is uh, what my wife and I did last year. Nice. Awesome. <laughs> Thankfully, <laughs> yeah. we made that decision ahead of time. Because, and it's like um, 100 yards. When yeah, we yeah. say close, it's, it's really so close. close. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's well within stumbling distance. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> And the, and, the, and the Whole Foods is right there, too, to grab some snacks, to take back to your rooms yep. as you're stumbling around. And we do have great um, food trucks there during the day as well. Yeah, and there are enough there that the, the lines weren't horrible for them throughout the whole time. Right. Yeah. I think last year we had seven or yeah, eight, was, and mm-hmm. this year we have seven, I believe. About the same. Yeah. So I think we're eight or nine. There's one that's kind of working out licensing, but we should be around the same number. We, we went for more variety this year. Last year we were a little bit heavy on the barbecue. Uh, so we, we have a little bit more variety this year. And we uh, have um, some of the new guys are uh, Jimmy's Famous Seafood. They're going to be doing crab very cakes. Very excited to have oh, them out. Nice. Yeah. Um, say Cheese. They do, like, grilled cheese or macaroni and cheese and brisket sandwiches that are just The, the crabby patties. Oh yeah. On that, <laughs> yes. Yeah. We have um, Riverhouse Pizza. It's doing brick oven pizza. We have Giggy's Barbecue doing barbecue. We have Goganics for your more organic vegan type uh options and um a bunch of have their setup out there too yeah uh i'm not sure about that one um but we have a couple dessert things too we have be more mochichi which is like a asian fusion ice cream mochi uh 
yeah whatever yeah. what does that, that mochi mean? like I can't, I can't even wrap my my head around what that would mean mochi like, is like a rice flour dough like a dessert dough that you wrap around an actual okay um dollop of ice cream and they're very tasty yeah <laughs> we so, also have tasty teas donuts which is basically an ice cream sandwich with a donut <laughs> oh and um holy crepes which does yeah. both sweet and savory so like a lot of really before. good food yeah and there's uh entertainment mm-hmm. correct yep frederick's own vinyl rhino yep they're very excited to have them again. back for their second year yeah and then we also have uh dj chris tharp um and if you want to call games entertainment we have a whole bunch of games all your favorite lawn games and some board games and stuff like lawn that darts too. No launderts. We <laughs> have those the... were outlawed in like the nineties. Yeah. I used to, I used have to those. skip yeah. those down the street and make sparks. Neighbors didn't like it. Or like throw them over your house and try to hit a hula hoop on the back. <laughs> I don't know. Me and uh, myself and my moron cousins at my grandparents had a farm. Uh, we would go out in their yard and we would just toss them up straight in the air. It's amazing. <laughs> Someone didn't die. During... Yeah. Because <laughs> I there I. A little while ago, I saw a, it was a meme type thing where it was like reason the, anyone who grew up in the 70s should be dead. And it lists like all the – or was born in the 70s and grew up in the 80s should be dead. And like lawn darts was listed as one of the reasons yeah, why well no one should list. have survived. <laughs> yeah. um, we have like a giant Jenga and bear pong, cornhole. Um, For those that don't know, yeah. bear pong is actually a Maryland guy started that. He's out of Rockville. I didn't know that. Yeah. I, w- I mean, this was the first uh, only pl- – actually, I think the only place for a while that I ever saw it. And yeah. He's a Maryland guy. Huh. That's a good Entre- Sticking to the Maryland. Maryland. Yeah. yeah. Um, and it's a, is it in two sessions? Two correct? sessions. Okay. Right. There's One. a midday, which is noon to four, and a twilight, which is five to nine. Okay. So same, basically the same program on each of them. Your, your Vinyl Rhino is going to be playing both sessions. Uh, Chris Tharp is going to be DJing both sessions and – same vendors, same breweries, everything for, for both. And the price of admission is? Uh, $40. And as many as samples? Un- unlimited as much samples. As unlimited tastings, yeah. Um, and then there's also a designated driver ticket, and there's a, a youth ticket. Uh, we are family-friendly. so. Oh, yeah, we do have a big kids um, area, which last year went off really, really well. We bring out, um, it's called an imagination station. It's a big playground of foam blocks that kids can sit together and play with, and there yeah. was like a little tunnel set up for them to crawl through but it was a good half an acre probably for the kids area um and that was a really popular attraction for us last year so we're hoping that works out again this year too so uh, just the yesterday uh, once again the big debate of children at breweries popped up again what are your thoughts on that just well actually now i'll say mine first okay (laughs) um it was Union so, that posted. Yeah, right? I wasn't yeah. going to name them, but oh. I think I think they handled it absolutely perfectly. Yeah. Um, I have two kids. I rarely take them to breweries, mm-hmm. not because I think it's like not for any moral things. I just want to enjoy myself if they're there. Sure. Because I spend so much time worrying that they're going to cause a problem or bother other people. Sure. Um, so I'm firmly in the camp of agreeing with them that mm. having a time frame when there are no kids there is great because because yeah. kids aren't the problem it's horrible parents and the problem is Amen. there yeah. are so <laughs> many horrible parents that just let their kids run amok and 
run around like it's their living room. Right. And all I kept thinking about as, as I was I was reading stuff was, would you allow your kid to behave that way at a restaurant? Because mm-hmm. that's more or less what you're at. Right. And I would hope people who let their kids run around like crazy at breweries would not allow their kids to yeah. run around like crazy at a restaurant. Maybe they do there also and should be banned from those locations. <laughs> yeah, I would be willing to bet they're in the same camp there too, yeah. <laughs> so um, I... I agree with you 100%. Uh, I, I think the request was to keep them at your table. So that's kind of why we set up a dedicated area for kids because... We don't have the same problem yeah, because well, we, we have such a large area. Yeah, and well, and you're providing things to do. Right. And also, I think one of, one of the strongest points that Union made was they have this brand new facility that they just spent a lot of effort, mm-hmm. sweat, and money on. Yeah. And kids are ruining it by not respecting. Yeah, Because that's another thing it, yeah. parents don't like to teach their yeah. kids is mm-hmm. to respect other people's property. Yeah. It's so, a good moral. It's a good lesson to yeah. teach your kids. This is a good opportunity to to pass on that lesson so yeah i mean like at the at festivals that provide um like a, a kids area or activities from i have no problem with that because mm-hmm. like i'll there's several i've been to like that where i'll take my kid uh, like i'll get my drink take my kid over to where there is the bounce house or whatever mm-hmm. is being provided and everyone has fun yeah. well here's what you could do you could get a designated driver ticket for your babysitter and have your babysitter watch your kids and drive you home. That's a good idea. <laughs> I'd never thought of that. <laughs> yes. <laughs> She's should, babysitting everybody. You should have like a yeah. special package for that. I've actually thought about that. <laughs> I'm not quite sure how to do it logistically, but it's definitely crossed my mind yeah, like a couple times. The, the babysitter package where yeah. like you buy two, get or a like discount on it. Des- partnerwithcare.com or somebody like that mm-hmm. that does all the, the like, there's a platform for, you know, independent consulting babysitters or whatever however, okay. you, however it is um but yeah so family friendly one way pro if you like it or not it's we are we are family friendly well family. i don't i actually don't even remember kids being there last year because it's kind of tucked off from yeah, the so main square area which is which again works out make, yeah really that nice. makes sense and if there's things to keep kids occupied mm-hmm. they're going to stay they're going to much rather do activity type things than wander around a crowd of yep. people yeah, yeah. or they'll go out and they'll stand in front of the stage and they'll be cute and sing along and dance right exactly which is also completely fine yeah. yes everybody pull out your phone start recording yeah <laughs> I, yeah my question was more of like it just popped into my head like thoughts on kids at breweries because yeah. i don't i don't think i've ever discussed that with anyone on the yeah. show before i i'm in your camp yeah i'm i'm totally for it i think there's probably an age where that should cease to be called like a kid anymore yeah. like when you have a young adult with you that's a different conversation but if you have someone that's like four or five years or younger that you are capable of controlling and they are a respectable kid then i'm all for it and i think one of the points is it's it's not a place where you can go and just forget that your kid's there it's it's not yeah. like it's, it's the place to have free-range children you still need to yeah watch them you're not at your friend's backyard drinking <laughs> right <with your> buddies, <laughs> right so. And then uh, there's also, like, a lot of people pointed out, and these were, like, the hardcore keep your kids away from me, um, that no parent should ever have even a single drink while they're driving their kids around. So, like, 
there is that aspect of yeah. it to think about too. Well, it comes back to the babysitter, man. Yeah. Well, it also <laughs> depends on, you know, is it uh, a married couple coming out and one of them's being the DD so that the other one can yeah, enjoy which is tipi- which I mean, is fine because that's what I usually see. Yeah, and that's typically the situation I'm in too right. is that my wife and one of us is not drinking. So it, those were just they, that fell in line with the people of like the um, my dog is my kid, <laughs> and if my dog isn't allowed, your kid kid shouldn't be allowed, which I found to be a weird argument. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I got too passionate. That might be a little yeah, extreme people, even. Yeah, people get about your... very passionate about a lot of things. Yeah, <laughs> particularly pets and kids. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. All right, so there's a kids area. Mm-hmm. Um, there there were. Other vendors there mm-hmm. last year also. So same thing, there will be... Yeah, so we have a variety of uh, what we call artisans, right? There are people who they're doing craft jerky or jam or roasted nuts or spices or home food services or art or jewelry or, you know, handmade soaps. But it's all, they're all Maryland vendors and it's all, it's kind of, these are the artisans themselves. You know, they're the ones that are actually producing these products, so... It's all small businesses, locally owned and operated, that kind of stuff. Thank you. And the did you give you gave the hours of the two time yeah, frames? Yeah, uh, right? noon to four, and then the second session is five to nine. Mm-hmm. Cool. So, is there anything else that we should know about the festival before we move on to our? It's going to be other awesome. talking points. <laughs> yeah. And it and, and it I I agree with that because I really did enjoy. The Hops and Harvest Festival last year. Um, it, it was a nice mixture of, I, like, I don't, well, I do like some wine now, so I can't say I don't like wine, but I did, <laughs> I ignored the wine there. But it was nice to, like, I had never had um, Lion's Spirits before mm-hmm. then, so mm-hmm. it was nice to be able to try theirs. Um, I had way too many gin and tonics <laughs> at McClintock. Um, and then there's a there's a nice mixture of breweries from across the state also. Mm-hmm. There was a few places that I got to try things from that I'd never had from them before. I'm really excited about our breweries. We have the, some of the biggest ones. We have Flying Dog. We have uh, Heavy Seas. Uh, Guinness is going to be there, uh, which is, I think, a good way to kind of welcome them into the neighborhood. They're right up the street from us. Um, but we also have a lot of the newer ones. We have True Respite, uh, who's new this year. We have Crooked Crab is going to be there, who's also new. Mm-hmm. Um, we have a lot of the local hometown heroes, the Howard County guys. And then we have Evo coming in from nice. a little ways away, who has mm-hmm. just amazing beer. So Just won the second year in a row. The, yeah, best in um, show. Best in show. Yeah. The, what did they win it for this year? The Pilsner? Was it a... It was delicious, whatever it was. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't remember the As name of it. As determined by I remember, judges. And mm-hmm. <laughs> I remember tasting this and be like, I get it. I yeah. absolutely understand why this one um, it was delicious. Yeah. So we have a really, really great variety of folks coming this year. So well, let's take a real quick break to um, thank the sponsors that make the Uncapped Podcast possible. A huge thank you to our presenting sponsor, Roast House Pub, which is located at 5700 Urbana Pike in Frederick, Maryland. If you have listened to this podcast before, you have definitely heard me go on and on about the beer dinners that Chef Nico creates. Simply put, they are amazing. But Roast House Pub has much more to offer. Their friendly staff is knowledgeable about beer and will help you choose from among the 20 beers they have on tap. In addition to the awesome beer selection, the food is always amazing. Make sure to follow them on Facebook, 
and check their website at www.roasthousepub.com to keep up to date on their constant stream of events. And thank you to our supporting sponsor, Craft Alliance Packaging Solutions. Craft Alliance Packaging Solutions has been serving the craft beverage industry since 2012 and prides itself in helping their customers excel in a constantly growing industry. From concept to cooler, CAPS offers solutions to your packaging needs, providing mobile bottling services, technical support, cake repair, rental bright tanks, and much more. It is their goal to help you grow your brand and your business and make your product stand out. Be different, look different. For more information, visit capsbottles.com. Yes, you mentioned Flying Dog. That's uh, earlier what we were drinking was the Neon Freedom Meyer Lemon Goza, which I... I I'm um I've been on a huge goza and sour kick yeah, lately. Yeah. Um, in fact, I, w- I was at a, a conference a couple weeks ago for beer writers, and spent um, it was a Thursday to a Monday at a like levels of buzz to drunk the entire time. <laughs> and at, at one point, I was like, I gotta stop drinking gozas and sours because it was like I could just feel heartburn coming on. <laughs> There's way too much acidity. Uh, but now it's not a Maryland product, um, but it, East End Brewing in uh, Pittsburgh, mm-hmm. and it's their their watermelon seedless watermelon goza. I absolutely love this yeah, beer. I'm a huge it is fan one of, of the most refreshing summer beers I think that exists. Yes, it reminds me of the Twenty One A Heller High Watermelon. Mm-hmm. Yes, yeah, um, but better. Yeah, yeah, it's I really good. agree because I think definitely. Heller High Watermelon's a hefeweizen, though, right? Isn't it? It's a sour. Is it a sour? Yeah, I'm thinking. I'm thinking. Someone else makes a, a watermelon um, half of ice and, uh, but yeah, th- I absolutely that's love this thing. beer. Yeah, that's pretty incredible. And it comes in 16 ounce cans, which I believe makes everything better. <laughs> <laughs> if, yeah, if I've if I've that. read correctly. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So, have we covered everything about the festival that we need to? Does everyone have all the... If we haven't covered it, you can find it on Facebook or the website. Um, Which so is... The website is yeah. hopsandharvestfest.com, and it's Hops and Harvest Festival on Facebook. And we also have an Instagram and a Twitter. Um, so if we haven't covered it, uh, you can find the information there. And again, so it's September 29th at the Columbia, Maryland, Lakefront. And uh, will there be... Does this? It usually sells out, right? Did it sell out last year? Uh, we're kind of close. Um, so don't wait till day of at I would the not door. Wait. To, yeah, yeah. I, I would get them early. Is I believe I know the session I was at was sold out last mm-hmm. year. Yeah. Or you miss thirty minutes of drinking time by waiting in line. Yeah, <laughs> there, there was definitely people showed up early to stand in line to get mm-hmm. to there. And I was actually, one of the things I was most impressed about from our team internally is we cranked through that line. People were yeah. moving. Yeah. So even though it was long, we, we kept it churning. So. Yeah, because BAM helps out with that, right? Yeah, it's so BAM a- helps uh, basically with the registration of all of the breweries, and they're kind of the liaison with all of the, well, not just the breweries, though, with the wineries and the mm-hmm. distilleries as well. Yeah. yeah, the Grow and Fortify umbrella yeah. of all yeah, the organizations. Yeah, they're great. Yeah, we like those guys a lot. Yeah, shout out Kevin Edix. Thanks, yeah. buddy. And <laughs> <laughs> um, so the next thing we want to talk about is, actually, no, I want, speaking of BAM, and, and since I ran into you, how amazing was Revive? It was Isn't incredible. That for, especially for a first-year event, mm-hmm. like, I... I w- could not have been more impressed with how great of a job they did at throwing. They, they really did. Uh, the venue was phenomenal. 
Uh, it was what 300 acre Franciscan friars. House I, I, I don't know what the I right word is. A chapel. Like, um, we'll see. The, the, I don't know. A f- big fancy building. Yeah, <laughs> and it was a... absolutely gorgeous. These <laughs> yeah. libraries and this this stonework and this cast iron work. And uh, what I think I liked the best was how they paired the beer with, or the brewery with a restaurant and a beer with a particular dish. I've never done a beer and food pairing that was that classy. I mean, it was all phenomenal. It was it was a great event. Yeah, the pairings were perfect. Yeah. What, what was your favorite? I had never had the uh, pulled fillet, so I was really interested to see how that played. I really liked that one a lot. Um, that was Manor Hill and Owen's Ordinary. I don't remember, <laughs> <laughs> so I'm just gonna leave it there. Uh, but it it was awesome. It was really really good. So I loved the pairing of Union Six Up and um the um savide mm. or ceviche ceviche not yeah. savide. different like things I said, what <laughs> yeah. I, it, <laughs> I remember it by like where i was standing in the room so i can't <laughs> I, so it's hard I'm, I'm not recalling it very well but yeah the um anyone who didn't go there this year you should i, I think they definitely i definitely hope they do, do it, it again next year i hope so it was um, great I, I would highly recommend people going to it because yeah. it was absolutely amazing. Yeah, it amazing really food, great beer. Well, I mean, they're all the medal winners, so mm-hmm. obviously they're gonna, someone the, thought the they were atmosphere, good. Yeah, they were. The atmosphere was phenomenal. The food was phenomenal. It was a great crowd of people. Yeah, uh, Everybody there really was into it, and you could tell. Yeah, you guys need to do that again next year so I can come. I <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah, you, you weren't there. Were, I, well, I mean, you could have been there, and I just didn't see you. But I was not there. Unfortunately, you missed out on an amazing no, event. That was, yeah. uh, I have to give a shout out to uh, Amanda from Howard County Tourism for that one. So I was her guest. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, she's great too. All right. So speaking of tourism, mm-hmm. um, the Maryland Brewery Tours, how did that start? Well, you, you, get, you alluded to it earlier. Actually, this is a great segue. So after the first year of Hops and Harvest Festival, Amanda Hoff from uh, Howard County Tourism uh, approached me and said, hey, we really love what you did. We have something called uh, Howard on Tap, which is basically a craft beer trail. Um, at that point, everybody was taking themselves to these different places, and there were... It's a little disconnected. So you had to show up at the Howard County Tourism office, pick up a pamphlet, and then take yourself to four different breweries, get a stamp, and then okay. bring the pamphlet back to the Howard County Tourism Board and then you'd get a pint glass for it. So basically it wasn't in their their mission or charter to operate uh, a brewery tour. So she said, hey, we really like what you did. Is this something that you'd be interested in partnering on? We kicked it back and forth for a couple of months to really see if it was a viable concept, and we decided to go for it. And uh, we started in Howard County last July, uh, and then we uh, pretty quickly expanded out to Frederick and Montgomery and uh, Baltimore County. Uh, so we, we're operating those four areas now. And then we have our eyes set on uh, Hartford County, uh, just kind of like the Bell area, um, uh, Arundel County. We've talked to the folks out in uh, Queen Anne, uh, like the Ocean City area. Um, I don't know if I'm shooting myself in the foot by saying this, but we're, <laughs> we're throwing around the idea of planning a trip out to the shore, stopping at a couple breweries on oh, the way. A weekend staying. with Maryland Brewery Tours. Yeah, so nice. doing some kind of extended trips. Logistically, that would be 
I'm sure, a real pain. It's, it's all a pain, pain logistically. Yeah, it's not any much more difficult than doing a regular yeah. tour to do that, and I've actually done a lot of the legwork for that, and it seems like we can do it for a pretty reasonable price. Um, so next year we're looking at what uh, what times of year we want to do that. Yeah, I, I would think part of the problem with those types of things is like that hotel stay adds such a large chunk to the price that you get sticker shock off yeah. the bat but you, you like your mind's not accounting for right. how much a, so I was a stay in a hotel what costs. if we threw it like on the same weekend as Ravens Beach Week next year people from Frederick or Ravens fans from Maryland would be like all right well if i get don't quote me on the price but if i get a uh, say a price yeah. <laughs> don't even get, go if, there yet if, if i get if i get a ticket that includes my hotel stay plus i get to stop at two breweries and a distillery on the way down i get free drinks at each of them and then they buy me a mimosa at my brunch on the way back I mean, that's a no-brainer. Plus, you don't have to drive. Yeah. And you get yeah. dropped off at the same spot. And one of the great things about these tours is that we'll get a bus. It could be like a 56-passenger motor coach. We could have anywhere from 30 to 50 people on it. And you show up, and everybody's you know friendly but still very much in their bubble in the morning. Yeah. And by the end of the day, everybody's singing Sweet Caroline, <laughs> exchanging numbers, best friends. It's like you've been on a tour with people you've known your whole life by the end of the yeah. day consistently almost yeah. every single I'll time. say my favorite part about guiding the tours actually is every time you get back on the bus is the volume increases by like 25% <laughs> every time people talk a little closer to each other yeah and uh, it's yeah, a real good time a lot more sing-alongs happen for sure so you're probably <laughs> only like a few months away from your first first uh, Facebook post showing the first couple that you the <laughs> first marriage that you <laughs> you know we have a couple of couples that come back all the time it's like their favorite date night mm -hmm. uh, we just this last frederick tour we had uh, a couple that it was their third time coming out and for them it's just they love doing it yeah, yeah it's just fun it's, it's easy you show up and and we do try to else. we do try to rotate um frequently in in county which breweries we are going to so even if you you know, I don't really want to drive. I'm from Frederick, but I don't want to drive to Baltimore to go on a tour. Fine. Do the one in Frederick because it rotates almost every time it goes out. And yeah. you'll hit. We do Flying Dog every time because um, they're fantastic to partner with. And we start there. But then the alternate three are different back to back. Yeah, In the in this area, that's one. Uh, well, actually, Maryland as a whole. It's iconic. It's, it's one of the only breweries that's uh, like a true brewery tour yes. tour type thing. Yeah. Like that's. That's where them, Union, Heavy Seas are the places you go yep. to to get a long walking tour yeah. of a, to learn about a brewing facility. Yeah. yeah. And if you are thinking about going to one that's out of county from where you live, we partner with hotels for each of these. So our pickup and our drop-off locations are at hotels where we get discounted room rates and free parking and things like that. So oh, nice. kind of every step along the way, we're trying to add a little bit of value for, for our guests. And, and keeping people safe. And yes. keeping people safe. Yeah. So the so for the price of admission, you get mm -hmm. um, transportation mm -hmm. to all of the breweries. Mm -hmm. What do you get at each brewery? So over the course of the day, we'll go to four breweries. Uh, we spend about an hour at each one. Uh, the first 15 minutes or so, we'll give you a drink ticket which you could turn in for a pint of your choice. Uh, then the next chunk of time is about 20 minutes or so. You'll get a behind-the-scenes tour. It's typically one of the folks from the brewery. It could be the owner. It could be the head brewer. It could be you know whomever, but somebody who really knows about the story. Yeah. And that yeah. tour is really it, – it's a little bit about the process of making beer, but it's really about what makes that brewery unique. So you're getting a, you're getting a specialized tour on – 
our tours at each brewery from what you would get if you went and set up a tour yourself. Okay. Because um, like you were saying, we, we really want to if, if you were to go to four different breweries and all you're hearing is, you know, here's your mash and, yeah. and your wort, yeah. and uh, you, nobody wants to hear that four times in yeah, a row. Yeah, you want to so, hear the story of the right. brewery. So we have, yeah. the, have the tour guides or us, if we're doing that, or whomever is doing the tour at that point, they, they pull out really the brewing process part and concentrate a lot more on the story of the brewery, yeah. what, what got them into brewing, what makes them excited about continuing etc etc another great way to learn that stuff is to listen to the uncapped podcast i heard that (laughs) (laughs) nice plug (laughs) um so yeah so again the tour is more about what makes them unique a little bit about the brewery process um and then you have the remaining time 20 minutes whatever to go back to the tap room get yourself another pint if you'd like one Uh, a lot of the times we'll have a food stop or there'll be food trucks at the breweries and then there's um, there's always a food stop on every tour. Right. We make sure that you have the availability to get something to yeah. eat during because we're not these trying five to hours. Drunk cats, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> please eat something. Yeah. Uh, and then um, when we leave, we'll always get a piece of swag, a hat, a t-shirt, a growl, or something like that. And so on the bus and transit to the next place, we'll do uh, a trivia question, like a pop quiz on okay. based on the tour and a fun fact yeah, so about on the tour the from that day. So yeah. if you were in there actively paying attention, you have a chance to win something from. And we've gotten some really cool yeah. like swag from folks. Yeah. yeah, nice. Yeah. So the um, are so the like bus tour part of the mm-hmm. equation is that you two doing that or we're not driving usually uh, <laughs> i'd say 99 percent of the time we have a coach bus that we take um, okay but most of the time it will be one of the two of us or yeah we have a handful people. of tour guides okay yeah, yeah. so, so. You, you'll do the and as we grow we're going to be looking for more so if you're a beer nut and good with people let us know yes <laughs> so the, that that role in between them is like the if we usually keep beer. it we try to keep that the drive time limited we try to do 15 20 minutes between each stop so we're not spending well, that's true you're staying within counties yeah so, it's not a long, it's so not a long we tr- really try to minimize the the drive time uh, enough where it makes sense to be you know hiring someone to take you around but yeah so you're not spending half the day on a bus right so we usually have the total drive time is about an hour hour and a half but you're spending four hours at a brewery or, or breweries right so so out of five and a half hours, four of them are at a brewery. Yeah. You've done um, some DC ones too, right? We have or, not yet. Nope. Dude, I thought of someone with DC brown. They're... Or are they lumped thank into you, another... Thanks to an unfortunate scheduling um, <laughs> that made it up on the website when it shouldn't have. Oh, yeah. okay. Yeah. yeah, so we're we're looking at expanding. I, I think we've come up with a, kind of a system that works really well. Um, and we have a lot of room to grow in Maryland still. And once we really get that dialed in, um, we might expand outside of Maryland. People ask us all the time, hey, what about Virginia? What about Pennsylvania? There's so much yeah, good right. stuff around. And I mean, the even answer is... Leesburg is a stone's throw from where we're at right now. But yeah. it's it's easier for us to get there than it is to do other parts of Maryland. But because we're from Maryland, we would like to yeah. support that first and, yeah. and foremost. And we're, there's, again, there's a lot of room for us to grow here. We want to get it right first and then you know we might Graham, take down a note that surprisingly no one has started that in Loudoun County yet right <laughs> <laughs> um, another, another we know some people that can help you yeah. <laughs> another thing that we're looking at too is um, 
kind of doing some maybe cross county tours where so there's a lot of really unique farm breweries in the area and a couple of them four of them are actually within a 15 20 minute drive of each other yeah you so, at manor hill uh, Red Shedman, Milk House, um, Fry's opening up. Fry's working there. Right. Yeah, there's there's quite and a few. Really of them. not that far. Werdaka, all that stuff. So, yeah. So you have all those guys right there that are true farmhouse distilleries. And another thing that um, so we do occasionally throw a distilleries onto the tour as well. It's not a hundred percent breweries, but it's pretty close. Um, one of the things that uh, we're looking at doing next year also is maybe a progressive tour. So you get to see the entire process. We started a brewery, go to a cidery, meadery, go to a vineyard, and then go to a distillery. Oh, cool. So you're actually seeing the difference in the distillation process from start to finish rather than just getting here's beer the whole time. Um, and just another way to... Yeah. There's really nothing wrong with that, though. No, nothing wrong with that at all. <laughs> but people start throwing. But we up do on get a lot of people. We do actually have a lot of people that come out because um, they are home brewers. We actually had one guy come from Nigeria who was like, "There's only two beers in my country, and they suck." <laughs> and he's like, "Nobody does home brewing." So he came over here to learn how to do it, and, and he was nerdy. Oh man, out, he was notes front row the questions. whole time, paper and pad, <laughs> yeah, and everything. It was a research assignment for yeah. him. Yeah, I mean, but we put him in a contact with a lot of stuff. I email with him occasionally and that's um, awesome. yeah it's yeah. it's that's what we really want to support is he'll be starting the craft beer craze in nigeria, in nigeria. Yeah. yep <laughs> i just want to get a ticket to do his tour when it comes up yeah. that's all <laughs> and then you know in addition to the cross county just for like farm breweries we also have you know jailbreak guinness heavy seas and some like crooked crab like all right on the edge of those counties. Mm -hmm. And so it doesn't make sense to have yeah. that arbitrary, you know, division. Delineation. Yeah. So, um, so we're looking at doing a little bit of that. But really the, the most important thing is making it accessible to people, making sure everybody has a good time, um, you know, making sure people are safe. So, and that's, if we can do that successfully, I think we're, we've, we're onto something. Is, um, is it always in groups of four? It yes. has been so far, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I guess it would really be hard to, well, you get you get into a lot of uh, logistical issues if you go above that drive time, the time that you have the bus changes, yeah. and that uh, that, and an hour that increase by an hour goes up crazy. And an hour at a brewery is really it's enough. like the perfect yeah. amount of time. Yeah. People are like because it gets them jazzed to come back there if they really like it. They're like, oh, I really liked beer A, B, and C, and yeah. there's. D through Y that I haven't yeah, tried. Yeah, so it helps yet. out the brewery. Yeah. Besides yeah. just that. And another benefit that we have to the breweries actually is a lot of the people that we bring are from out of the county that the brewery's actually in. Okay. So generally speaking, we have anywhere from 20 to 50% in county, but I'd say 50% is really high. We're usually closer to 20 or 30% people from in that county. And then we're. 50% from in the state and then the remainder from out of state. We, we have a lot of people come from Pennsylvania, D.C., Virginia. Um, we've had as far as New York and Florida already. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, we, we, that's an added value that we feel like we really bring to the breweries, too, is getting a lot of people in there that wouldn't necessarily get there. Yeah, the only other place I've seen doing this is in Pittsburgh, and it's not even the same – the exact same model. No, like I went on one in Austin that was pretty good. Okay. Um, the only real difference was the girl had been doing it for almost nine years. Um, they had a larger craft beer scene down there, longer. And she just owned a minibus and drove it around herself. 
<laughs> it was like, all right, that's a, not a bad business model. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but that was really great though. She, it, it was a little different. She did three in a day instead of four and, uh, but you did a more elaborate tasting at each one, which was kind of cool. Um, so there's not a lot of similar things around here. So come yeah, out. like and, there are ones that are close, but not like there's, there's the hops and vine tours, but that's more of like a very personal, like yeah, you're and they're with close two or friends three times the cost of what you're paying yeah, on our bus. And it, but it's, it's a much more personalized yeah. thing than a, like a, you do that more of like a like a special personal case. like you don't want to be with a large group of right. people yeah. which we and do also the... do private tours oh, we cool. do private groups we have pretty frequently yeah, worked we, a lot of those out so actually so i'm working on uh we have a, a group of 35 that are getting together for a 40th birthday party i have a joint bachelor bachelorette party that i'm putting together right now and these are all private tours they're not listed on the website you can't sign up for them but if you are interested you have a big group for anything like a birthday party, bachelor, bachelor. Do you have party. a limit? Uh, uh, cut the 50, lowest it, fifty. Well, yeah. What's the lowest that you'll do like the private ones for? Um, we, if you're twenty five or under, we are. You know, we'll ha we'll happily set it up for you, but it may make more sense for you, price wise, to just join onto a regular tour. Okay. Um, and we'll just you know we'll make sure that we have as many seats as we need to have reserved for you for that day. Um, that's yeah. easily easily done. Mm -hmm. But we yeah. do have a lot of people that are like, I only have twenty, but I still want a private bus. I'm like, all right, great. <laughs> I'll come drink with you. That's fine. <laughs> so, do you have your own bus, or you we charter one? No, charter we have a charter. We have a transportation partner. Yeah, cool. Air, out of Howard County. So, do you get different size ones depending on mm -hmm. what you have that weekend? Yeah. And, okay. Yeah. And, and I could say I've we've been doing this for over a year, and uh, I've done a bunch of these things, and it's always different. Even though you go back to the same one, it, the person giving the tour might be different. They might bust out some grains for you to taste or let you taste a little bit of wort. Or, like, it just – it's they go into a different part of the science. Well, the beers, different yeah. part the of beers the, are always there's different. There's so yeah. much about the build-out of the tap rooms or these crazy stories. Yeah. And – I, I've never heard the same thing twice, yeah. which is part of what I really like about it because, you know, for the, the last couple of months, I've only been on a few of them, um, but I went on the one last time. I was like, <laughs> he was like damn, I love this stuff. This is a lot of fun. I'm really glad we're doing this. <laughs> but, you know, it had been a, a little bit since I've been on one, and I was like, man, this is a really good time. Well, and it's nice for me, too, because even as frequently as I do them, I don't hear stuff over and over again it's consistently new which is nice yeah they uh, every brewery owner i've met has plenty of stories that yeah. they can tell <laughs> yes <laughs> yep. and they're most of them are extremely good storytellers which yep. also helps a lot i think we are we have worked with up to this point probably 30 plus breweries uh, uh easily Closer to 40. 40? Yeah. yeah. So we've now. worked with a lot of different breweries. So we, we try to keep the rotation Definitely fresh. 40. Um, we have some new ones coming on, like in Howard County. Sapwood Cellars is about to come out. We were talking with some folks that are about to open up in Silver Spring. Mm -hmm. uh, the, the folks up in Harford County. Silver um, Branch and Falling Branch. And there's five that just opened up around Bel Air, which is what he was saying earlier. We're trying to set up a – it's a, still Baltimore technically, but it's – 30 minutes away from Baltimore. So it's really a new area for us. Um, but I'm, I'm super excited to go check that out. That'll yeah. be nice. So do, do any of the breweries struggle to handle when 50 people show up at one time? Can that, 
Yeah. So we we work with we really want to work for everybody, yeah. right? So we've had some folks that say, "Hey, that's just too much. We can't pull somebody off the bar." And so we'll say, "Hey, okay. So if it's we don't want to impact your staffing or have you yeah. go out of your way to really accommodate us. So if we want to work together to come up with talking points and we can deliver the tour, we want it to work for or everybody. We'll, yeah. Or we'll make that stop a food stop, um, right? So there, so that there is no no real tour there. And if people are interested, they can go chat up a bartender. And occasionally yeah. that brewery will say, "All right, well, if we don't have to do a real tour, I can just have the brewer." For, we have the float around a little bit. Yeah, yeah okay. and chat people up. Yeah. Um, so we try to be as accommodating as possible to everybody. We really want it to work for the guests, for the breweries, yeah. for everybody involved. It That's that's the whole idea. Right? And for the really small places, too, some of the farm breweries, what we'll do is if we do have a full load of 50, we'll split it. So as soon as we get in there, the first we'll 25 people get a beer. Oh, okay. They go in, they get a, they get their tour with half yeah. of the crowd, and then we swap it out, and yeah. that works. Because you still feel like you're really getting a yeah. – not necessarily one-on-one, but a lot more to, close to that than you would be had you gone in otherwise. Yeah, because I'm sure, like, you show up at Flying Dog with 50 people, they can – Probably handle that yeah. m- much better than the, some of the places that are tiny yeah. and have just mm-hmm. opened. Yeah. So, yeah, and 50, but that sounds like is, that's that sounds like the perfect way to handle that. Or, for instance, Manor Hill, their their tap room limit is fifty, and so we'll just block out their okay. tap room for that hour, um, and so they'll reserve that the whole tap room for us for that hour. So that's uh, yeah, so if you live in Howard work. County and it's closed on your Saturday, sorry, that you want to go for an extra <laughs> hour. That's our fault. <laughs> just come on the tour. Yeah. <laughs> So what is the craziest story to come out of the tours? Uh, I don't know about crazy, but one of my favorites definitely was we had a 40th birthday party. Oh, that was great. That had a group of maybe like 15, 20 people, something like that. And the first guy shows up and he's got like a lion onesie. And he's wearing it, and there's there's nobody else there on the bus (laughs) that's from this group. He just shows up in a onesie by himself, and I was like – I like this guy. We're going to hang out today. And then slowly, like, all the rest of them showed up, like, right before the bus left. And they they had made um, papers that they passed out when we went to bars of, like, how to sing happy birthday in, like, Korean or Celtic or, like, Klingon or, Klingon or Wookiee. And it was like, okay – this is amazing. And they would literally just go to the bar halfway through whatever brewery we're at and hand them out. And then you'd have like 70 people in a brewery, like sing happy birthday in Wookiee. And you had like <laughs> deafening Wookiee noise. And I mean, they were just, they had a blast the whole time. One of my favorite pictures from the tour in oh, general yeah. is from that. There's a guy in a Superman onesie coming out of the telephone booth at jailbreak. <laughs> and it is perfect. Like the I've moment. Yeah. It's like, it's great. It's great. Um, there's, as I was saying earlier, you kind of in the morning, people are a little bit, um, you know, kind of in their little bubble a little bit until we really get going. But there's this one morning where uh, we show up, the bus is full, and I, I put on some music, and I have a Maryland Brewery Tour Spotify playlist, and I hit shuffle. And the first song to come on was Sweet Caroline. And the entire bus we're, is we're stone like cold sober. Eleven forty five in the morning. Yeah, and just singing and it. just like having a blast. It's like today's gonna be a good. There's day. lots of good sing alongs. Yeah. For sure. <laughs> so do you, do you have? <clears throat> do people for the most part behave themselves on the tour? Yes. Or do you have to deal? Thankfully, with and, knock on wood, yeah. <laughs> we have not had any incidents. Which and that's it's, impressive. It's a really we generally get a really good group of folks. 
Yeah. Uh, we really do get a lot of people that are truly interested in craft well, that's true. beer. I mean, like, and, wow, it's it's a um, it's definitely a reasonable price for what you get. It's not cheap. So if you're you don't get a lot of twenty one year olds. Yeah, yeah, you're not you're not spending that. You're you're not doing that because you want to, and you're not getting a ton of alcohol. Right. Um, so it. It, it probably the nature of it probably lends people itself better catch a for buzz. people who yeah. care about learning and experiencing yeah. as opposed to just wanting to get yeah. tanked. It's a little exactly. bit of a classier product. Yeah, <clears throat> yeah. Well, pe- good, people definitely is- get a buzz. Yeah, but we haven't had we haven't really had any issues uh, with people getting out of line or too drunk. So, which is great. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I had one get close one day, and I. Had her go sleep on the bus for a, for a whole stop, <laughs> and that was that was that. <laughs> you need a timeout. You, you, that's exactly what it was. I saw her doing the little like nod right when she got into the table. She was like a nurse who had just come off an overnight. She had shift been on like a twenty four like hour shift, so she oh, wasn't so like crazy. So she hammered. wasn't hammered. It was just like she was just tired. You, you look like you are because you're in a bar with a bunch of people that are drinking. So we're just gonna take yeah. you on the bus and have you take a nap. I think she said like thank you. It's like oh, yeah, she was so like thank you, and she was out like for the whole hour that we were thank there. Thank you for the easy out. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so. Um, where do people go? Um, when are your next ones? What? Just give all the details. All right. MDBreweryTours.com. And we're on Facebook. All of the events are listed there. Uh, right now, I have brewery tours up through November. Um, there are more coming. Um, so the remainder of the year should be posted. And they are uh, every weekend. Yeah, so we're doing them every weekend. Uh, uh, except for the weekend he's getting married. Yeah. Because all Congratulations. Of our, Thank you. Yeah, all of our tour guides are going to be at the wedding. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so uh, mdbrewerytours.com, uh, Facebook at Maryland Brewery Tours. Um, we have events up through November. There are more coming. Um, and the, or the at MD Brewery Tours yeah. on oh. Instagram. Yeah, and we have a, a couple of kind of special events coming up. So on uh, October 27th, that is a Frederick tour. That's going to be a costume party because uh-huh. it's right before Halloween. So that's going to be fun. And that's then, a good lineup of breweries also. Yeah. For it. And then on uh, November 24th, uh, that one's not posted yet. We're waiting to confirm one last brewery. I talked to Vic the other day. Um, that's going to be a Friendsgiving tour, so we'll probably do like a discounted rate for groups of people home for the holidays looking for a way to get together. And then um, on the 22nd of December, I haven't posted this yet. That one's confirmed. That route's all confirmed. That's also going to be a Frederick route, um, but that's going to be an ugly sweater party. Cool. So we have a couple of um, themed tours as well, just a little bit extra. They're a good way to have fun. So which county is the best tours? They're all great for different reasons, honestly. I, I had, I've had You're that question for asked Frederick to me. Plug right there. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I've, I've honestly had Whatever that. you give, it's the wrong answer. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I, I saw I've that, that look. I've <laughs> had that <laughs> question asked to me so many times, and honestly, it's it's not easy to answer because yeah. there's you know there's so many different varieties of beer that you get to try at all of them. You know, is it am I answering that based on the beer? Am I answering that based on the group of people I was with that day? Am I answering it based on the stories I got told by the brewers? what the breweries looked like, you know, how was my drive? They're, they're all, they're all great. Honestly, they're, they're all uniquely individual and fun. You're correct. Frederick. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) That's awesome. That have you been to the new old mother yet? Yes. Yeah. 
It's a lot. I, I've told them it's too nice. Yeah. <laughs> well, <laughs> for, for what, I, what I am the most excited about seeing, honestly, is the cross-pollination of clientele from there to Guido's. Yeah. <laughs> like when you get some salmon-colored, pop-collared, uh, boat-shoe-wearing people coming over, and it's like, what what's happening in here? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so, but speaking of Frederick, uh, we just added Smoketown uh, mm-hmm. Brewery Station to the route last time. So they're they're new on the route. That place is awesome. It's you know, it's, really rad. Yeah, it's super I am cool. excited for them to open up their event space upstairs, yeah. too. We got a sneak peek up there um, la- last week, and it, it's going to be incredible. It's humongous. Yeah. It's nice. Yeah, yes. It's going to be really nice. It already is nice, but it's going to be extra nice. Yeah. Um, I'm I'm hoping that, if it, that we will be doing something there. Um, but I can't talk about it yet because who knows when yeah. the mm-hmm. things will – permits will be yeah, signed exactly, and yeah. clearances <laughs> and all the fun stuff. Of yeah, all the red people. tape. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> all right, gentlemen, thank you uh, so much for your time. Thanks for, uh, having, thanks us. for having us on. I, I can vouch for how much fun the Hops and Harvest Festival is, so I urge people to do that. You um, have me sold – on the brewery tours, those sound amazing and fun. Look forward to having yeah, you. Yeah, I was gonna say, I'm surprised we haven't had you out on one yet. I um, I have two kids, and am busy. It's work. That's yeah. yeah research. <laughs> well, so my I, I I tell my wife that often that it's work. <laughs> so there's only, that excuses yeah, a little played yeah, out. <laughs> yeah, there's, there's only so much that times I could use that. So it's it's a matter Does of finding. Does your wife a, drink beer? She does. Okay. But then someone has to watch the kids yeah. too. And logistics. It all goes back yeah, to logistics. Yeah. It is. At some point. You I, have to find that, that babysitter happen. partner. Yeah. I mean, we have a group of them. It's just, it's, you need to save those. You should make for like the, a pool of like babysitters for beer that you can just like call. Get yeah, that, that let's get that URL right now. Yeah, beer, <laughs> beer, beer baby, brewery babysitters. Or, yeah. <laughs> The Brewery Babysitter Club. Brewery Sitters. <laughs> That's got a little close. <laughs> All right, gentlemen, uh, thank you. Um, uh, give the URLs once again real quick so people know where to. mdbrewerytours.com. And hopsandharvestfest.com. All right, thank you for joining us. Uh, thank you, everyone, for watching and listening. Cheers. 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 The Uncapped Podcast is produced by Graham Cullen and me, Chris Sands. Be sure to like us on Facebook, and if you've enjoyed these podcasts, please leave us a review on Google Play or the iTunes Store. A special thanks to Double Motorcycle for providing our theme music. Thanks for listening.